been falling all my life and people wonder why I'm down to earth. This is Adversity University. If you wait for somebody to feel sorry for you, then you fell already. Success is best of those who've been grounded first. Cause ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. Now what are you willing to do? The only thing that separates a winner from a loser is perseverance. And this is Adversity University. All right, it's your boy Cody, a.k.a. Cody Motivation, and you tuned in to a new episode of Adversity University. And this time we're going to do something a little different as far as topic. You know, it's been a long time. You know how I do. I get in, disappear for a minute, and I come on back. But right now we're going to do a little something a little different. We're going to talk about um, a different type of topic, and this is geared towards a little bit of relationships, just the opinions of Guys, we on with Mr. Meet, Demetrius People. Um, just to give you a little backstory, one morning out the blue, well, me and Meet, we do a whole lot of talking. We dig deep. And the majority of the conversations we have, we wished we would have recorded over podcasts. So we was talking the other day, and I mean, we had pretty much an hour-long conversation that should have been recorded. So I cut them off. In the middle of the conversation, he said, bro, we're going to have to, you know what I'm saying, we got to resume this over the podcast. But out of the blue one morning, he sent me a text message like, hey, bro, I need a favor. So off top, I'm thinking I got to, you know what I'm saying, he, he, he want a real favor. So he was like, in your own words, you know, what's the purpose of the institution of marriage? I'll hit you up later on my lunch break. <laughs> so I'm sitting thinking like, Okay, well, shoot, when you call on your lunch break, we're going to have, you know, we're going to talk about it because we're always having these long, deep, drawn-out conversations. So as I waited, and I replied, okay, bet. <laughs> he said, nigga, answer the question. <laughs> so then, you know, I responded in my own way, you know, in my own, you know, Cody way. And, um... You know, all he replied it was, a, was... It was a very poetic response, man. I, I, I love the response. You like the re- I appreciate it, my brother. Yeah. So he liked the response, you know. <laughs> but all he replied was, thanks. So I still don't know what the hell you asked me this for. So I'm just waiting for that phone call. So when that phone call came, no, I missed his phone call. Then I finally called him back. Right, so we started talking about some other stuff when we when he got on the phone. So you know, all I want to know is why did you ask me to send you that? <laughs> <laughs> so I finally cut him off in the conversation and asked him that question, and his reply was what? What was your reply, my brother? So yeah, so let me uh, <clears throat> let me start from the beginning. So. I sent that same text out to uh, many other men that were uh, married Mm -hmm. and even some that weren't. And I wanted to get their responses. But what actually spawned the question was uh, I heard the conversation. uh, It was an interview that I was listening to. And there was uh, an American man talking to a man from India. And the gist of the conversation, which was very short but powerful to me, the gist of it was about marriage. Um, He was asking, the American was asking the Indian man about his culture. 
and the the whole concept of arranged marriages. And he asked the guy if he felt the divorce rate was better or worse than it is over here in America, given the fact that the, the marriages were arranged. And the Indian guy replied that it's like single digits. And we all know that over here in America, it's 50 to 60% divorce rate. <clears throat> so the, the American basically said that I'm surprised at that because, you know, you're meeting a person for the first time and getting married to them. How is it possible that you don't have a higher divorce rate than us because you weren't able to pick and choose the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life? And the reply is what kind of spawned the question because what the Indian guy replied with was, we put values in our country on different things than what you guys place values on. Excuse me. So, so he said, for example, our values are not on love and happiness per se. Our value, that's secondary. Our mm -hmm. values are on preserving culture, <clears throat> building family and survival, which is what he said the institution of marriage should be about, not so much love and happiness, mm -hmm. which was interesting to me. Um, but when he started explaining it, so he said, basically in India, they learn to love the person they live with in the United States. You guys learn to live with the person you love. And he said, you know, you guys choose marriage based on love and happiness first, which is why your divorce rate is 50%. Are over 50%. He said there was a time period where every place in the world chose to be married for more practical reasons, meaning preserving uh, culture, building family, and in survival, right? But slowly but surely in the United States, we've gotten away from that. Mm -hmm. um, which, is, which is, I guess, a good thing because that aspect of marriage for the practical sense is i would say very um misogynistic in terms of you know the woman's role so now that women have more of a choice and more of a say so yeah the divorce rate has shot up past 50 percent because a woman doesn't have to stay in a marriage right mm -hmm. so that just got me to thinking you know so what truly should we be getting married for what is the true purpose of marriage if the if the goal is to lower the divorce rate? So that's why I posed the question. I right. wanted to reach out to all of you guys and see, you know, what you guys thought the purpose of the institution of marriage is for. Has it changed over the years? Is it still the same? And for the most part, all of your responses were pretty much the same. Right. Um, it all, you all touched on commitment, you mm -hmm. all touched on family, you all touched on building something with someone else, you all touched on sharing, um, you know, creating life together. So all of that stuff, the one thing that was negated from that, which was surprising to me, none of you all in any of your answers mentioned the word happiness. Right. Right. So right. As, as far as, you know, any kind of correlation with marriage for as far as the Institute of Marriage, the purpose. So none of you, none of you in, in the way that you explained it. Um, and I don't know if that's because you program that way, 
you know, I don't know if we've been programmed that way, but or if if that is the true sense of the purpose of marriage is has nothing to do with happiness. It has nothing to do with love. It's it's for survival. It's for procreation. It's for the, the preservance of culture. Right. Mm-hmm. So it it was interesting to me that when people leave marriages, it seems to be to find happiness. However, the reason they're entering into marriages doesn't seem to be based on that, based on what you guys came back to me as far as like what what marriage is and what its purpose is. Right. So, um, one would one would think that if you're leaving for happiness, then you should have been entering into it for happiness if that's what you're willing to leave it for, right? Yeah. So but... that was that was the reason for me me asking you guys a question, and so. You know, I'll pass it off to you. Um, what do you think? Do you think that now the purpose of marriage has changed or has it not changed? We've just changed the reasons for getting married. And that, is that the right way to be or is that the wrong way to be? Because obviously the result is worsening, not getting better. Well, it's a whole lot of different factors to go into that, right? So <clears throat> to speak on, you know, the lack of happiness in the response of the married guys that you sent the messages to, right? So, in my opinion, like with me, okay, I didn't say happiness in my in my response because I mean, obviously, it was unwritten to me. I mean, I could I can't say obviously because it was never mentioned. But at the same time, you gotta dif- you gotta look at the different scenarios when it comes to marriage. I mean, because everybody's situation is different. And I think, you know, we talked about that on a phone call. And based on the way certain people grow up um, and what they see, what they don't see, it's it kind of plays a real strong factor in how they view, you know, just their viewpoints in terms of marriage. You know, I got friends that's totally against marriage. I got friends that that's all in with marriage. I got friends that's on the gate, 50-50. I got friends that want to be fully committed. I got friends that want to play around. You got all these different factors, but at the end of the day, how you came up played a real strong part in your viewpoints. So for me, for example, you know, um, you know, my response was typical, you know, based on um, being emotionally connected, wanting to protect them, you know, loving, having families, um, you know, just the whole institution of marriage, you know, just just typical response that pretty much anybody would, would, would say, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, my view was, my viewpoint was different in the, in the fact that I wanted different for my family and my life than what I saw. You know, I didn't grow up in a household that was, you know, mother and father or mother and spouse and, you know, they raising this 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 boy to be a man. It was always single mother, you know, I had an older sister, and it was me. You know, I got majority aunts and one uncle, right? I got a grandmother on my mom's side, no granddad. Now, on my dad's side, it was a little different. 
you know, I had a my grandmother and my my grandfather. You know, they were in the house, but you know, I'll be here forever trying to tell you my backstory. But long story short, I didn't grow up with my daddy in my life, so that was kind of limited. That side of the family was a little bit limited. I mean, as you continue to follow me and hear my story, you'll understand what I'm getting at when I speak on that. But I don't want to, you know, drift off. But you know, my aunts on that side. Um, the majority of them married, all of them actually, except one. Everybody's married, but see, I didn't get to spend time with that side of the family to really be around that. You know, all I was around was a single parent household, and the majority of my friends grew up the same way. A few of them had their dad in their life, and I always wanted that. You know, I was always on the outside looking in, and that was the feeling that I wanted to experience. So I made a choice, a conscious choice when I was young that, okay, I want to be married. I didn't want to hold around for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to play the field for the rest of my life. I knew there was always an end goal for me to be married and have a family. So to explain. So it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because <clears throat> I guess my, so I'm, I'm going to ask a lot of questions in this conversation, right? Uh-huh. Because I've, my purpose is not to sway somebody towards marriage or against marriage. My, my purpose is to open up discussions to, to try to figure out how do you get better results in terms of, you know, the divorce rate lowering and getting back to a time when the divorce rate was, you know, maybe in the single digits. Right. Because because the one thing that's a common denominator between what the guy from India said um, in terms of divorce rates and it being, you know, maybe single digits or, or lower, a lot lower, is in the countries that the divorce rates are lower and when the divorce rate was lower here in the United States, the common denominator is women being looked upon a lot um I would say devalued in society in those in those cultures, right. right? So, so the women don't have as much rights under the culture of India. Mm-hmm. There was a time in the United States where they didn't have a lot of rights either. And what I want to do is try to figure out how can we lower the divorce rate, but still have the women being outspoken as they are still have women that are educated and working and can do for themselves and, and having that independent mindset where they're not solely dependent upon us to take care of them. Right. So what you said was you grew up wanting family. Mm -hmm. So when, when you made the decision that you wanted to get married, happiness may not have been your top priority. Your top priority in that was family and maybe for you, happiness is equals family, right? Right. So, but it also equals is that happiness. is that safe to say? Okay. Okay. Not just that. I mean, happiness equals happiness, but happiness equals family. Being happy, <laughs> if that makes sense. I get what you're saying. So, yeah. all right. Well, let me ask another question. What do you think the ultimate goal? of marriage should be? Should it be forever or should it be happiness? Are they mutually exclusive or can you not have one without the other? Because I would argue, I would argue 
that any marriage that has lasted forever, hmm. whether that's 50 years, 60 years, you know, the whole till death do you part. Right. I could make a strong argument that none of those people were happy. Right. So, and so I, can, I, I, can make a, I can make a strong argument that after a certain time period, the law of diminishing returns kicks in and you're just existing with someone else because you feel at that point you have a lack thereof options outside of that individual and they are the best that you're going to get at that point in time. And you just don't have the will and the fight anymore to leave that relationship and enter into a new one. I could make that argument for any marriage that has lasted the test of time. Right. So I guess the question would be, is there such thing as a marriage lasting forever? And not so much that you're being happy the whole time because there's no such thing, right? There's no, there's no feeling that you can be in that state for your whole life, right. but happy as far as with that person. Is there a such thing as a marriage lasting forever and then you still being happy at the end of your days with that person? Do you think so? I'm just asking the question. Um, okay, so there's a lot of different parts of that question. I want to try to stay on track because I heard mm-hmm. a lot that I wanted to respond to. Okay. Um, first thing being like, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned basically some people are stuck. I mean, a lot of, you made valid points. Let me Let me say that. And a lot of things that you say that you could argue, I can too. But, again, every situation is different. You say, you know, like I was starting to um, say, you mentioned basically some people stuck in marriages because of lack of options and they feel like they're pretty much stuck, so they just ride the wave and they don't feel like starting all over again, right? So that right there, and I'm just speaking me personally. I'm not, I'm not speaking for everybody else, but I'm speaking to me per, you know, uh, personally. Like, that's not a deciding factor for me to stay in a marriage because I'm just stuck in a marriage because I don't have any options. Um, but not feeling like I don't have any options. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that. I'm, I'm very secure in who I am. You know, if I wasn't married right now at this moment, if I was a single man, I don't feel that I have any problems, you know, attracting someone. So that's not a deciding factor for me to stay in a marriage. You know what I mean? Um, you know, my happiness, you know, me, 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 me being, uh, being able to grow with somebody. See, I'm a little different in the sense of really, really knowing myself. So every stage and level of my life, I always had to challenge myself and overcome obstacles and persevere through adversity. So I'm all about personal development, personal growth, you know, so I understand, like, I can look at myself when I have a problem and I can, you know, direct myself or sit back and really self-reflect and try to come up with a solution. If I know I'm the root of that problem, I try to fix me first and then I go back in it with some type of solution. Everybody don't have that power, right? So your question was, is should is should marriage be forever or... Wait, what did you say? Marriage should be forever, or is it based on happiness, or should it be forever, or both? Or what was that question again? Because I want to make sure I'm answering that question right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what I what I was asking is, is the goal of marriage happiness, or is the goal of marriage just to last forever? Right. Okay. 
And it's both. To me, the answer is both. Now, you got to think, when you stood, you know, and you said you, you stood in front of your spouse and you said those vows, you got to understand, like, you said those vows for a reason. You got to stand by that. And me being a man of my word, I try to stand by everything that I said. And that involves growing up. You know, we all start at a certain level. And this, this is just human nature, personal growth, period. Everybody grow at different paces, you know, different speeds. You know, everybody wants change. Everybody desires change. But in a successful marriage, in my opinion, and I've only been married seven years so far, you know, um, you got people that's been married forever, but in a successful marriage, you have to grow with that person. And if one person is, you know, lacking, you have to be willing to lift that person up to your level. I, I wouldn't say go down the level. You and your partner need to have enough strength, power, and influence on each other to motivate and inspire each other to be better. With me, I feel like that's exactly why I where I am right now. And, you know, is it hard? Yeah, hell yeah, it's hard because you're dealing with two different people with two different personalities. And everybody came from a different background. Like with me and my wife, we come from two totally different backgrounds. She come from a family with a married, you know, married mom and father. They grew up in the same house all their life. With me, I grew up in... Like I said, a single-parent household. I lived in 22 houses by the time I graduated high school. My life was never stable. Hers was. So it's kind of like I'm always showing her, like, okay, this is where I come from, but I'm willing to structure myself in a way that it needs to be. I can humble myself because a lot of things that get in front of happiness is egos. You know, if if you're willing to knock down that barrier of an ego, then what you can do is... What you could do is humble yourself enough to hear that other person's viewpoint, see that other person. A lot of people in marriages, they don't see each other. It's either one stronger than the other. Like to your point when you was mentioning a lot of women wasn't valued back in the day. See, me, I'm not threatened by my wife. I have a strong black woman, right? And I'm a strong black man. But I'm strong enough to know that, okay, I don't have to win every fight. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to win every battle because the goal is to win the war. And to win that war is about growth. So if I'm not willing to grow up myself in certain situations, then I'm doing her a disservice, I'm doing myself a disservice, and I'm doing my daughters a disservice. Because remind you, you got to play. That's a big factor as well. So we playing the part. To get on the same level and the same mindset, whether we agree or disagree, we have to learn to agree to disagree on certain things to push forward the agenda. And at the end of the day, it's about being happy because my house should always be my happy place. And if it's not my happy place, then we have to look in the mirror to understand what is the problem. And in finding that problem, you have to focus on the solution. And that's all I'm about. Like, I'm solution focused. I got issues. (laughs) I got baggage. So I know that when a problem, you know, come up, it's like, okay, is it me or is it her? Then once I assess that situation, I can be like, okay, well, it's 25% her, 75% me. Why? Because 
if the consensus say, bro, you got an attitude problem, you get mad fast, you snappy, and on my end, but that's not the case with her all the time, then you have to assess certain situations and look at yourself. And at the same time, I'm not always in the wrong. It's a marriage. Again, there's two different personalities coming as one. We have to adjust that. So I have to assess, assess the situation again, look at, okay, is it 75% her? Is it 50% her? Whatever the percentage may be. I look at it for what it's worth. I own my part in it. And then I have a, a mature conversation so that we can kind of get on the same page. If we can't agree, then we agree to disagree. If agreeing to disagree don't fix the problem, obviously you know you may need some outside help. But you have to get rid of that ego to try to get some outside help to stabilize that relationship for communication, positive communication, in order to be happy. It's a process. It's just like every relationship that you may have, friendship, romantic relationship, business relationship, it's a process. Everything ain't going to be up all the time. But if you that immature in your thoughts to think that it's supposed to be perfect all the time, then you already failed. So let me let me ask another question. Okay. <clears throat> so for 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 you and your marriage in particular, you know, obviously with anything there's that you want, you gotta you gotta know that you're gonna have to work for it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for you, family does equal happiness. Yeah. Yep. Can you agree that that might not be the case for everybody? Yeah, I can agree. Big time. I see it. So, <laughs> I see it so, so, so the, the goal of life is to find happiness. Mm-hmm. Not love, not family, not money. It just, it, because what equals happiness for you could be love. Mm-hmm. What equals happiness for you could be money. What equals happiness for you could be family. And I think there are different people that are searching for different things in life that equals their happiness, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so is it safe to say, like I said, these are just questions I'm at. Is it safe to say that if if you as an indiv- individual, because mm-hmm. for you as an individual, your happiness is still attached to you having family around you right right mm-hmm. even that equals your individual happiness right that's not something that you you're finding someone to try to find the happiness of you guys together but all of that correlates for you and your individual happiness so if you're not wired that way if family doesn't equal happiness to you should you get married ever get married in the first place Me personally, like okay. Well, let me let, let me ask the same question a different way. Okay. If happiness equals love, like if love equals happiness for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you're a person that's looking for love out of life. Right. You want to be loved and love someone else, right? Yeah. But that doesn't correlate so much as family. You just want to love someone. You want to feel that feeling of love. Should that person that wants love, but maybe not so much the family aspect of things, should they get married? Um, that's a good question. Now, the short answer. Get into something. I'm, I'm about to hit you with some deep stuff, but I, answer that. Go cool. ahead and answer that. It's cool, <laughs> but it just depends. 
See, a lot of people get married for superficial reasons, and you got to think about the whole dynamic of marriage, family. That's that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, just a short answer, because I mean, I know we're gonna go left field after I answer this, you know. But the short answer is nah. I don't think that if 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 if. Hmm. I know, right? It's yeah. crazy because it, it's hard. you don't you don't need to be married to be in love. You can love without being married. Right. But I would argue that I think the vast majority of people get married because of love and not family. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. But see, I also have my own, you know, my own personal views. On that, because, you know, if we back up on some of the things that I felt to mention when I was just talking, outside of family, outside of kids, outside of personal growth, outside of loving each other, outside of just wanting to be a family, just be married, bro, you got to have a friend in that person. And then having a friend in that person is just like your homeboy. You fight. You talk trash, you cuss each other out, you stop talking for a minute, but you go come back to it. It's the same thing. If if that bond can be broke, you know how you you have best friends and you you know you have partners for years on top of years on top of years, and no matter what happened, that bond can never be broken. That's how marriage should be. You should have a friend in that person because if you don't have a friend in that person, it's go easy. It's gonna be easy for you to squash you know, those feelings. It's going to be easy for you to walk away from it because you don't have a vested interest in this person. Again, my situation is a little different. And I'm a long-term relationship type of guy. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about, you know, uh, romantic relationships. I'm talking about business. Every aspect of the word. I'm a person. I'm a people's person. So I love love, and I love to love people, and I, I respect people. I, I I respect people, and I, I expect that in return. But back to what I was saying in terms of having that friend, my, for example, me, me and my wife was friends for two years before we even made it official, and we was like dogs. Like, that was my partner, and we talked about everything, and we was cool. Granted, it was me kind of pursuing her for the, for that whole time, and she was trying, you know, kind of trying to still, you know, she was vibing with me, but we, you know, we we didn't take it to that next step, and I'll talk about it later about why, but but we built a friendship, a real strong friendship, a trust, um, you know, me knowing, you know. Well, me not even having a whole solid idea where she was going in life. Her not even having a solid idea where I was going in life. So it was never built on my potential from a financial standpoint. It wasn't built on my potential from a career standpoint. You know what I mean? And same thing for her. Like It it was never built on that. It was solely built on a foundation of friendship. And we grew from there. And I can admit, Again, I come from a different little background. So in us connecting, she didn't notice to years later 
that she inspired me to be better. My viewpoint was a lot different in the sense of the path that I was going because of the path that I was used to. Once I got with her, you know, not solely her, but once I got with her and the moves that she was making and I knew that I wanted this woman to be my my wife, I had to move a little different. You know what I'm saying? And then choosing to move a little different, it allowed me different opportunities, different opportunities, different angles, different paths of success because I made that decision to be inspired by my friend who ended up being my girlfriend, who ended up being my fiance, who ended so, up being my wife, and then who ended up being the mother of my two children. Okay, so going off of what you just said, because I think, um, you know, for me, I always say that when you say friend, when you call someone you're a friend and they are a true friend, to me, that word, I associate, I directly associate friend with family. And I think that, I think it's, it's kind of the same thing that we're getting down to the same thing right. that you said before. It's about family. You mm-hmm. wanted family, right? Mm-hmm. You, you lock on hard to what you call friendships, but those are not really friendships. That's family. Right. Like, there's a difference between, and we've had this conversation before. There's a difference between family and relatives. Relatives are people that you are related to either through marriage or through blood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Family, you don't have to. It can be an adopted family. It can be somebody you met in high school or middle school or, or elementary school or mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. Family is just the people that you choose to have around you and in your life on a consistent basis because you feel that they have your best interest at heart and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I would, I would say that what you said in in terms of marrying your friend is really you looking at it, you wanting family around you and you chose to get married based on family. It still goes, it still goes back to the whole family aspect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think now we're getting closer to maybe this somewhat of a solution um, or, or a route you should take because there's two, to me, from from everything that you just said, there's two ways for a marriage to truly last. And one is purely based off of practicality, which boils down to more necessity. Mm-hmm. Meaning one or the other can't survive without that other person. Right. So you, 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 you come together, which I think maybe that's originally what marriage was created for. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's based out of that survival, that necessity. I can't survive without you. We cannot, I cannot procreate without you. So we have to get married in order to do those things. You cannot survive without me. Right. There was defined roles. I have to protect you and provide for you and you have to give me kids and take care of those kids while I'm out protecting and providing. Right. Mm -hmm. That's one way, but without those defined roles that will fail every single time we've seen it. Right. Mm -hmm. The other way that involves emotions, 
which usually anytime you base anything off of emotions, <laughs> you usually don't make great decisions, right? Right. right. So the, if it's going to be based off emotions, it can't be the emotion of love per se. It has to be based off of I want family and this person is my family and I want to spend the rest of my life surrounding myself with family right. that family might be a wife but this is my family and you recognized her and saw her as your family way before y'all got married or right. started officially dating right right, right. Okay. Uh, so just to even go back and answer your question I mean, even based on all that, what we just came and even your summary of what I just said, you know, essentially, I feel like if a person I read for that whole family dynamic, then they don't need to be married. Period. So that, I mean, that's, I would say the same thing. However, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they based on their backgrounds and maybe some that have had your background and, and took it in the opposite direction, whereas they've never had that family dynamic. So they don't know how to have that and, and may not even be craving that because that's just never been a part of their life. Right. Right. Um, there's a lot of people that, that get married based off of pure emotions, meaning love or, lust or whatever it may be and i think everybody calls it love right Mm -hmm. so that that leads into another question i'm going to ask you which is what is love define it like like what what not not what you do when you love someone but love what is the definition of love because i've been doing you know i've been looking up different definitions and at, at, if, if, if you had to describe what the definition of love is, what would you say that is? You know, it's hard. You know, I'm always asked that question. And it's always hard for me to give a response. I just kind of just kind of just go off the gut with it. But, okay. you know, like, what is love? Love is a feeling. Love is an emotion. Love okay. is, you know, being empathetic, you know, sympathetic mm-hmm. to someone else love is sacrifice you know love is giving your all love is trust you know love is being able to depend on someone um you know love is having having somebody else's back you know being there for them you know through the the, the good times and the bad times you know okay so, I mean, I could go on and on, but I mean, yeah, essentially, yeah. that's what love so, is to me. Okay, so this is this is another, another topic that I've gotten into, or a discussion, I should say, that I got into with, with someone else when having this, this same uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. So, what you said initially was love is a feeling. It's an emotion. Right. Lust is a feeling and an emotion. Hate is a feeling and an emotion. Happiness is a feeling and an emotion. So is joy. So is anger. So is sadness. Right. All of all of these things, if you look at the definition of all of them, including love, there's never a correlation to time 
or a reference to time or a duration of time with any of those feelings or emotions because a feeling is just what it is. It's a feeling. It can come and go. Uh, so, sometimes instantaneously, sometimes momentarily, right. sometimes, you know, it can last for days, hours, years. Right. So, not to cut you off, but I don't want to leave this out, and I don't want to forget to say it, but what I failed to mention, which is very important in terms of what is love, it's a connection. It's a spiritual, physical, and emotional connection. So, true love is that connection that'll always be there. Not from a lust standpoint, you know, not just from a physical standpoint, because, I mean, we all know that shit gonna fade. You know, so when the looks go away, when the body type go away, you're still connected to that person. But it goes back to growing with that person. But I, I... you know, I don't want to keep going. I ain't want to cut you off, so, but I had to speak on that connection I, I, part. I will. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna challenge you on that. Okay. And and I've challenged a lot of people on this on this topic of love because I think what we have done over time is because, like I said, if you if you look at the definition of it. The definition of love is not much different than the definition of any other feeling. Uh, you, right? True, true. Right. So based on that, I think what we have done, we've attached a lot of other things to love in terms of what you do for people when you do love them. But at the end of the day, because it is a feeling, because it is an emotion, it can come and go and change, right? So with that being said, why would you, and I'm not talking about you, I'm saying in general, if someone marries, if they love a person, if the order of marriage is you find someone you love and then you marry them, right? Not marriage, then love. You find someone you love first and then you marry them. Aren't you entering into an institution that's supposed to be forever based on a feeling that's temporary? Just in general, in general terms, wouldn't that what you be doing? Wouldn't that, isn't that what you would be doing? You can you can say that because sometimes I feel that maybe we have over time put too much on the feeling of love. Like I could argue that it's not that different. It's a different emotion, but if you look at it from just what it is you could probably love someone like they say love at first sight instantaneously or i've i've said this before maybe you're having a one night stand with with someone and you don't know that person know that person you're feeling lust but in the moment of intercourse with that person experiencing one another there could be a spiritual connection made in the and moment. at that, in that moment, right. you might feel genuine love for that person. Right. But it's because love is a feeling; it's momentary, and it'll pass. You know, maybe right after. Right. Right. People always attach a time limit, a time 
duration to love and i don't think it is one i no. think you can't instantaneously love someone and fall out of love instantaneously right mm -hmm. so if you're basing your relationship or marriage on purely just love i think that you're kind of setting yourself up for a disaster yeah. which is kind of what the guy from india it goes and i'm bringing it back around full circle which is kind of what the guy from india was basically stating that in america our value system is different than theirs. They learn to love the person live with, meaning I am going to connect with you and build this life with you, not based on the fact that I love you. I'll learn to love you along the way. But the initial reason for us getting together is family, procreation, uh, survival, and preservation of our culture. And I'm not saying that they're right. I'm just saying this is what he stated. And obviously, their marriages last longer than ours. Right. You know what? I don't, I don't know if, that's, if those people, if you ask them, if either one of them may be happy. You get what I'm saying? That's and that's why, that, that's why I go back to the end result. What's, what's the goal, ultimate goal of marriage? Is, is it just to stay together forever? Because if it is, we know, we know the formula for that arranged marriage or you know in both cases the woman just can't leave regardless of how happy or unhappy she is and neither can the guy wow that's crazy you know what i like how you did that <laughs> 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 i like how you did that i like how you brought that around full circle like because at the end of the day it got me sitting here thinking but it got me thinking in a positive way because i feel like i'm doing something right um, regardless of different angles, regardless of just love, just family, regardless of any of that stuff, I feel like my values and the reason that I got into this mm -hmm. is a lot different um, than most. I and, would totally agree with you, and and I would I would say that you know, you know, uh, you know, along with work, that it'll last a lot longer than most. I mean, because at agree. the end of the day, it's not, it's not, I mean, divorce is not an option for me. I'm, you know, I'm all about personal growth, self-improvement. So as long as I can focus on improving myself and helping my spouse improve herself, and we're doing it at a at, at the same pace and we stay connected, you know, I, I think that we'll be all right, you know. Okay, so... I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was going to say, I, before you even said that, I was going to tell you that based on everything that you told me, your value system was placed on family first. Right. And so based on that and everything that you said as far as the purpose of the institution of marriage, you followed that path correctly, mm -hmm. right, in how you picked, chose your spouse. But I would, I would say that you are the minority. I agree. I would say that the vast majority of people are getting married for more so that emotional connection, which, like I said, all emotions are temporary. They can come and go. They can leave and come back. But, but yet and still, they're temporary. If you just look at it for what it is, like, it's funny how people will say, <laughs> they'll say, I'm sad, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because a person just 
died that they knew, right? So they're feeling sad. But three days after that, they could watch something on TV and laugh. And at that moment, they're no longer sad, they're happy, right? Mm -hmm. And nobody thinks that that's weird, right? Nobody will tell you that you weren't happy when you when you laughed in that moment because you know your parent just passed and um you can't you can't leave sadness to laugh like you're still sad right you get what i'm saying nobody would ever tell you that so they would tell you that in that moment when you laughed you were happy but you might go back to that sadness right right but why don't we say that about love meaning like you can love your significant other but love is a feeling so in the moments that you're not with them and not thinking about them you're not feeling at those moments love for them that's why I think we put too much on love if you just look at it purely as an emotion I think people will make better decisions if they did look at it like that if you just looked at love as an emotion no different from sadness, anger you know, happiness or whatever um, actually, I put happiness as the 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 ultimate goal of life mm-hmm. because that's that's what everybody's searching for. That's the key to life is right. happiness. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. People people don't ever say that they leave in their marriage to find love. <laughs> no. <Nah, laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you leave in your marriage to find happiness. Exactly. Right? So you know, love is irrelevant. It's 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 the happiness that you're looking for, and maybe you find that through love, but. You know, your ultimate goal is happiness. But back to what I was saying with love being just a feeling. If you start looking at it more so that way, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm with my friends, at that moment, am I feeling the love for my wife? No. Now, if her, if if I look at a picture of my wife, it it uh, right right then and there, I'm reminded. Yes, I love her. Mm-hmm. You know, if. If I'm pissed off at her, am I loving her in that moment? No, I'm upset with her in that moment. Right, right? And, and vice versa. I'm not saying this is man versus woman. You know, I'm. I'm. If if I was in her shoes, same thing. Um, but people don't look at love that way. Even if you upset with a person, even if you hate their guts for that moment, you you know somebody would still tell you that. Oh no, you love them. Not in this moment. I don't. Right. <laughs> like. 10 minutes from now, maybe, you know what I'm saying? But in this moment, I'm not feeling that. So that brings me back to, like I said, my point, everybody in America chooses to love first and puts that as the basis of, I would say not everybody, but the vast majority of people that get married, the basis of that is I need to find somebody I love first. That's the first step. And then find somebody that, and then get married. That's the that's the next step. However, the way you looked at it was, and not to say you didn't love Trent, but your initial, you know, connection to her was family. Hmm. That's what she represented to you. She didn't represent love. She represented family. And so, I would say that you sort of moved in the way that the Indian moved because they put a lot of value on family. They put a lot of value on culture. They put a lot of value on, you know, preserving culture, family and and survival and all of that. Right. For you, because your happiness is directly attached to family, you saw family in her first. Hmm. 
I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think most people confuse it and they'll say, no, nah, that's, that was, that's love. No, I mean, you can love family. You can learn to love anybody. Right. But you can fall out of love with anybody. Regardless of how strong that love may feel at the time, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, it's really, it's just about just the different, the dynamic, the different values you place on different things is what's going to really determine how you move in these relationships. I tell you what, man. So, this is going to be part one, right? We're going to get a couple of other mad guys on. We're going to, you know... We're gonna pause now, can this. I can I can I do a quick preview to part two? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, what I wanted to explore next was everybody's not going to look for family as happiness, right? And mm-hmm. and people that don't look for family as happiness is not to say that you don't deserve to get married. So, my alternative to that, and we can go into that next time. But my alternative to that, I, I had an idea for people who do want to get married for love, right? Given everything that we just talked about, what love is and it's a feeling and, mm-hmm. and it can come and go. Right. I think marriage evolved in a way that fits the people that want to get married for love based on love. What it truly is, is an agreement between two parties. It's, it's a contract. And I think it should, for those people, read like a con. You, people that are getting married for love, they should look at marriage as a contract. You got married for family. You should look at it as forever. And if it's truly a, a contract, it has a start and an end date with the option to renew. <laughs> hey, stop right there. <laughs> so look, <laughs> I want y'all to let that sit with y'all. <laughs> and we're going to pick that back up. On the next episode, and listen here, man, <laughs> this was deep. This, <laughs> this, 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 this was good. This, this was good. I really, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, what I, mean? I think that a lot of people would get something from it. I got something from it. You know, you know. So basically, you know, we go pick it up. This part one. You know, what's the purpose of the institution of marriage? We go pick up on part two in next episode. This Demetrius People, it's your boy Cody Martin, a.k.a. Cody Motivation. Remember, knowledge is power, but shared knowledge is more powerful. Perseverance is the key to overcoming all adversity, so never give up. No matter what life throws at you, focus on the solution, keep your feet moving, and let success be your goal. It's your boy, and I'm out of here. The perseverance of me adversity, then success is right around the corner. You just gotta be willing to keep going. This is adversity university. What's your plan? You gonna keep your feet planted or you gonna keep your feet moving? And success is the next step. Now what you gonna do? Adversity University.